You're listening to The Powerful Creator Show with your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. And now, here's your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. Good morning, Beth. Thank you for joining me here on The Powerful Creator Show. I am really thrilled to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I'm looking forward to our conversation. And before I start our conversation, my question I love to ask everybody is for you to share what it means to you to be a powerful creator. Wow. Um, What it means to me is owning all parts of myself. Mm. It's been such a journey, especially um, since I've turned 50, of really understanding uh, the parts of me that, yeah, I may have pushed aside or thought weren't needed or weren't valued in the world and bringing them back in. And um, part of being a powerful, powerful creator is embodying that in a way so that others can also be influenced and, and guided by it, guided by my own journey. So they don't have to go through the, the painful, well, you know, pain is, is a part of life, but uh, perhaps anything that I can do to be of service to other women to empower them is really what gives me a lot of passion and juice. <laughs> mm. So you, so learning from your wisdom and inspiring other women to step into their own greatness. Yes. Yes. You know, I, Cheryl, it was really interesting that uh, just about a week ago um, I was writing in my journal and it occurred to me, that I, I'm a seeker. Mm. And I think that's part of my power is that I seek information. And I know a lot, a little about a lot. (laughs) And in the past, I would judge myself for that. Like, why can't I retain more of this? Why can't, you know, like I can, I can just I don't want to say just, I want to reframe that. I can speak enough, know enough to hold a conversation yet don't feel, didn't feel like I knew enough to be an expert in any one area. And the realization, the wisdom that showed up for me just about a week ago was that it's because I'm creating my own version by understanding all the different parts of things and how they fit together for me. And I think that there's such incredible wisdom in that. Um, so I'm going to, I, I want to bring a little more context in <clears throat> over the last probably year or so I've noticed really being drawn to um, more information about the divine feminine mm. And that coupled with this curiosity and seeking of understanding, you know, the science realm of things as well and and how it fits into the spirit, spiritual realm of things Uh and how that all ties together. And that to me feels very masculine um, coupled with the more, um, you know, flow state of being in the divine feminine and where it's merging for me is just a, a, a deeper sense of relaxation and like everything's going to be okay. Mm. And I can figure this stuff, I can figure it out 
and make sense of it in the way that works for me, even if I'm taking parts of it from all different places. Hope that makes sense. <laughs> it does. And I love that. And I, I'm also a very deeply curious person and I love to learn. And so that's what I always say. I'm like, I'm a great um, trivial pursuit partner, but it also makes you interesting and a great conversationalist. And I like when yes. I meet somebody that I know a little bit about, and then I meet somebody who knows a lot about it, that I can ask an intelligent question that they can now dive into a deeper conversation that's meaningful where I can learn more and they get to share their wisdom. Right, right. And that is where I was in the past a little stuck is that I would feel insecure that I didn't know enough. Mm. So I wouldn't ask the questions. Ah, oh. So now what's showing up is ask the questions, be bold, be curious, own the fact that I'm a seeker rather than, oh, I don't know enough. So you can sense, you know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's that, uh, moving from 3D, honestly, into yeah. a higher vibration where I'm choosing that to be one of my strengths, my, my seeker mentality, rather than it being a hindrance or a weakness in any way to me. So, And you can label it whatever you want. So you call it a seeker and I call it curiosity. I'm just curious or nosy. Some people might say nosy. <laughs> yeah. But do you find that with this, um, these you know, the curiosity and being a seeker, and it puts you on probably a lot of different paths and a lot of different questions and a lot of different things. Are you finding that you're able to pick pieces or that they start to make sense and you tie them together into a synthesis of information for yourself? Yeah, I think um, coming at it from all these different angles, what I'm noticing is patterns of the same message just coming in, in a different way. Mm -hmm. And the bottom line, Cheryl, is the message is I have a right to be here. I'm divine. Um, I struggled when I was younger a lot with my worthiness. Mm -hmm. And so all of these, you know, steps that I've taken, all of the studies that I've done have really helped me, uh, you know, it's like, it's like the universe is shaking me like, get this in whatever way you can, but get the fact that you have value and you are worthy of receiving and worthy of living and worthy of all of the, the things that um, may, may have held me back in the past. And it is such a freeing uh, place to be in because even when there are times, and of course there are times where I dipped out back down into those old beliefs, right? But I have enough of a basis now that I, I know how to build myself back up and pretty quickly. Mm. So I found that on my journey in talking about this, I think um, I know a lot of people struggle with this unworthiness aspect of themselves. And um, I want to unpack this a little bit, everything that you just said, because what it triggered for me in my mind and thinking about my own path and my own journey and how you said that you're getting answers that are all kind of um, different answers to the same question. And that kind of gave me an insight as to, are we always seeking an answer to a question we already know the answer to? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's, that's the answer that's showing up is that all is within. So yeah, I think that, that there's, there's some truth to that. That's interesting. That thought literally just popped in my head. And I was like, that actually kind of makes sense because, and maybe everybody seeks it in their own, um, their own way to answer that question in a way that makes sense to how their brain works. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. How interesting. Um, let's talk about worthiness because that's a, that's a hot topic. And this, um, this external seeking for this permission that we really long to yeah. give ourselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always think of the quote that Brene Brown uses or is hustling for your worthiness or mm-hmm. hustling for my worthiness. And I spent many years doing that. And some of the behaviors that showed up because I was hustling to, to prove that I was worthy made me feel shameful. Like I, I remember, especially in my twenties, I was very jealous and I acted out of jealousy and did things, you know, that were not very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so finding that sense of forgiveness and realization that it, it was part of the journey that I needed, well, the, that, that I chose to be on. And now I'm choosing to not focus on that. And um, yeah, there, there are times when it kind of pings me a little bit like, ooh, that was not good. And I, and I you know, get to use that softer voice to, to remind myself that it, you know, I, I feel like a quote machine, but Maya Angelou, you know, her quote of when you know better, you do better. Right. I love now that. I know better. Yeah. So I, I do better. And in this issue of worthiness, and like you're talking about jealousy, and we all have our shadows, you know, the little shadow aspects of our personalities. What would you say that the growth is or the gift is that you have found out of that, out of that jealousy? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think the gift that I have found is um, kind of what I was just alluding to the, the self-forgiveness that comes and the embracing or understanding what it is that I'm jealous about and unpacking it a little deeper. Um, and, you know, I will admit that even now, um, if I see someone who's doing something similar to me and they're having more success my first reaction is, oh, well, how did they do that? How come I can't have that? And then, um, you know, it, it takes me into a deeper inquiry into um, what is, what's really behind that jealousy. Mm. So I think the gift is, is peeking into my shadow yeah. a little bit and um, not, not trying to get rid of it, but bringing it in, bringing it in, like what... I'm sort of asking the same question, but you know, what, what is it that I'm learning from this situation? And, and when I can't, when I'm really stuck, I just send gratitude and um, congratulations to that person to Mm -hmm. shift my energy in a different way. Yeah. For me, I have found that just that energy of jealousy Uh, when I dig into that, like what's in me that's feeling this way, because I look at everything as being a mirror of something that's going on within me. So when I can ask myself, what's really going on behind that, it's a way pointer for me of like, oh, that's what I want. That's what I want to do. Or that's how I want. That's what I want to create. That's how I want to look, whatever that, whatever that little green jealousy monster is that pops up. And I find myself in that space of judgment. For me, I'm like, oh, that's a waypointer for me that it's like, oh, that's a waypointer that that might be something I'm interested in doing or yeah. that I want to do. Yeah. And so leaning into it rather than pushing away and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, coming into the self-judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's been a, it's been a big practice for me and mm-hmm. something 
that a, a unique part of me is I, in my mid thirties or so, I really discovered, rediscovered, I'll say my inner athlete. I was an athlete when I was younger, I was a swimmer and then life got in the way, divorce happened, et cetera. And, um, I didn't have an opportunity to pursue that. And then as an adult, um, I became a triathlete and in that process and, and really the, the evolution and understanding of how to train and, and how to mentally stay in the game is, is a real, has been a real opener for me, not only in the athletic endeavors, but also in my own shifting of my mindset. Mm. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? What you mean? Like, how does it, how did it shift your mindset? Um, I always had, I had a new benchmark. So, you know, I started doing triathlons and I would do shorter distance. And then I, I trained to do a couple of Ironman distance events. And, you know, that's a, a nine month commitment of two workouts a day, six days a week, um, constantly, you know, (laughs) dealing with injuries and, and mental setbacks and so forth. And when I go to a place in my mind where I feel limited, I tap into that place of mile 19 of Mm. hour 11 of being out and, and um, that I got through it. And that sensation, I mean, right now, even, I mean, it's been 15 years since I've actually done an Ironman and thinking about it, I have goosebumps all over my arms and my, my body about <clears throat> what it took me to get across that finish line mm. Mm. and, and it, at how many times it was not, okay, just do this for the next mile. It's okay. Do this until the next tree, three feet away from me. And then you take oh. another goal, the, the tree that's six feet away and the person that's nine feet away. So it's breaking it down into those smaller incremental steps, just like with the training that really set the foundation. Ooh, Beth, yes. Uh, Just this morning on my Instagram, I actually wrote this in my journal this morning and I was contemplating about like where I am in my own journey right now. And that I've really taken this step beyond this edge of growth. And I feel like there's like this certain aspect of life for me, at least that for years, I would just come up to this edge of myself and I'd bump up against it. And then I would back off and Mm -hmm. like, and either self-sabotage or just repeat the same behaviors or whatever it was. And now I'm at this space where I made the decision to be willing to trust the flow, to trust guidance, to trust my source, to trust my own divinity, to step over this edge of growth. And so I love what you just said about that being, and I've never equated it. Well, I've never run a triathlon, so I've never equated it to that kind of feeling, but it is that, that blindness of like, okay, I'm willing to see, like, at least I have enough light in me for the next step. And then maybe the next one, and then maybe it'll get a little further along. And I would love for you with, with the work that you do, tell us a little bit about the work you do and then kind of how that energy carries over into how you are helping other women step into this space. Yeah. So I, the work that I do is, um, midlife women, women between 45 and 65 years old who are really feeling disengaged with their lives. I noticed that pattern in myself and I've noticed it in other women as well. So what I do is I guide them to own their gifts, to break down the resistance that they have and live in their brilliance 
by really understanding um, what their superpowers are or what their purpose is. And a lot of women feel really daunted by the, the fact, oh, my purpose. It's like, you know, like the sky is going to open up and, um, and what, what keeps them focused is, you know, it, it's just, it very much equates, this is, you know, kind of a breakthrough for me right now as well. It really does equate to the, the training process for a long endurance event that at first it's so exciting and you think I am invincible. I can do this. And then, you know, two or three months in either injury sets in or, you know, mental blocks show up. And so um, what, I do is really teach the the small little tools, those little those little hacks that can help, uh, and habits and rituals that can help shift the mindset and come back to that place of excitement again. Uh, working through one little tiny step at a time, mm. and then suddenly and celebrating the advances. I think that is so key. Yes. In a very sincere way, celebrating um, shifts. A hundred percent. Yeah. I made it to the next tree. Like stop. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you. And I, that seems to be a part of it that we, you know, if you're stuck in unworthiness or you're stuck in uncertainty or you're stuck in fear or any of those lower vibration emotional states that keep us um, kind of stuck and not performing at our best that make it like, like if you're thinking it's impossible to reach the tree, it's going to be impossible to reach the tree. And that when you do, if you think you can, and you do to celebrate that. And so with your, um, you know, tell me how you help women or how you show a woman or guide a woman to find her purpose and what that might look like. Um, It it really is a lot of inner inquiry. So it starts with a lot of questions about, you know, what influences did you have as a child, as a child, whether that, whether it was something that um, she enjoyed doing or something that she did um, because she didn't want to see any more suffering or wanted to change something. It could be, you know, I'll give an example of myself. When I was maybe seven or eight years old, we went to um, the World's Fair in Montreal. And it was the first time that I witnessed, I think it was a brother hitting his younger brother. And I remember the sound of the the punch Mm -hmm. And it was just like so disconcerting to me to to understand that violence like that could happen because I hadn't experienced that. Mm. And um, that was something that fueled me to spend a lot of my career doing work in social justice and making sure that people are treated um, equally and with respect. So that's an example of a childhood influence. Um, another great example is watching my mother's own journey through midlife and my grandmother's. I mean, we are carrying all of the DNA and all of the, the memories and, and so forth of our ancestors. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother really struggled through menopause and through midlife. Um, from what I'm told, I you know, obviously didn't know that. Um, and so that was a big influence. So getting back in touch, doing the inner inquiry to, 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 
to find that little pattern, find the life theme, like what is not, not the skills that, that one does in a job, but instead, what is the real theme behind it? And for me, for example, it's kindness. And that is a superpower of mine, kindness and sensitivity, mm-hmm. things that I was made fun of. Um, I, I don't want to say I was bullied for, but, um, you know, things that I was told were not a positive trait that truly are. So that's part of it. And it's such an incredible thing to watch a woman figure that out, you know, like really own, get beyond the, well, you know, I'm an accountant. This is what I do. And I'm like, well, who are you as a person and why are you here? What is your message, your unique thing in the world? And so um, there's many other avenues, passions and childhood influences, synchronicities, things that that happened and you go, wow, that really shifted the path that I took. Ooh, that's really interesting. I've, you know, I've had that question a lot from coaches about like, what did you want to do when you were a little girl? And I wanted to be Nancy Drew. I wanted to be a detective. And so that, but that's indicative of my curiosity and my liking to dive into things. And I'm still, so now I'm like, oh yeah, I still have that quality of, curiosity and being and liking to solve puzzles. I love to solve puzzles. And for me, those puzzles are, um, well, first of all, of myself and then of other people. I really love learning about other people, which is why I do this podcast, because I love having conversations with women like you. And I mean, just the magic that you're doing. And I, I like that digging into the theme rather than a specific thing. There's a difference. Yes. Yeah. And it does say, take some orientation because, uh, you know, our mindset is frankly rather masculine about when we think about what our life's purpose is. It's like, what is it that I know I can do, what I've been told is okay to do as a woman of a certain age, and, um, you know, not looking instead at what's really inside of me, you know, and, and what if it doesn't look like the traditional career nine to five job? What do I do then? And do I have the um, audacity to take that risk. <laughs> I love that audacity is such a, I, I just showed up. So I decided to throw it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Cause it's a great word. I love that word. So tell me about ignited women and, um, what that is and what, and how you serve specifically, like how women can find you. Okay. So, um, my website is ignitedwomen.net. And, um, right now I, you know, Due to COVID, things have shifted a little bit. One of my favorite things is to do are doing live retreats. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one scheduled for next July. Fingers crossed, it's going to go because it is in this incredible location in the redwoods in California, and um, just a magical place to be. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I have been doing some virtual retreats as well. I do one-on-one coaching. And in the spring, I'm going to be launching a group program um, because I love bringing women together. I think there's so much power um, when we can feed off of each other. So a lot of my work right now is one-on-one and obviously online. And as things start to open up, I'm going to expand and do more transformational retreats. Um, I'm a yoga instructor as well. So I bring that knowledge and, and, 
and mindset into and the yogic philosophy into my work as well. Oh, that's wonderful. And you know, that kind of goes back to your triathlon training and what you're talking about. And there is this mind body connection yeah. that happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what I think is my unique take on this is that I'm always bringing it back to, okay, well, what does this feel like in your body and mm-hmm. where are you feeling it? And how is it shifting when you shift your thoughts and, um, and, you know, taking, taking time to, to come back into that sensual um, feeling part of the body. Beautiful. And because everybody is worthy, everybody is divine. Everybody has their gifts to give to the world. So thank you for helping women find theirs and ignite themselves to put their shine their light. Yes, exactly. And that's exactly how ignited women showed up is taking that light inside of each woman and letting it shine a little brighter um, to leave a meaningful mark on the world and to share wisdom. I mean, we've honed all this wisdom through all of our experiences and the world could sure use it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Beth. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for being here with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Cheryl. Talk to you later. You've been listening to the powerful creator show with Cheryl Sosnowski. Subscribe at iTunes or go to PowerfulCreatorShow.com and join our email list so you never miss a future episode. Have a powerfully creative day.